Good morning and thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove and right here in West Edmonton Mall, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Connor Halley and Brandon Douglas coming to you live from the Stingray Studios here at West Edmonton Mall, conveniently located right beside Simons and Bubba Gump, right where Brandon and I like to do our mall walk after the show and check things out. Uh, the text line, one 401 If you want to get in on the conversation, uh, throw some questions our way, talking phone, well, talking fantasy football, fantasy hockey, whatever it might be that you want to get into, just let us know. one 401 I got a text in that just kind of drew my attention from Lance. Almost derogatory. It seems like the Chargers are getting a lot of slander on uh, the world of Edmonton Sports Talk Radio in the last like 10, 15 minutes, which I'm not a huge fan of, but that is okay. Uh, shout out to everyone listening to us online. Of course, if you can get the iHeartRadio app, you've got the Radio Player Canada. Tune in. You can listen on our website or the AM dial. A little experiment here. Text us, one 401 how are you listening to the show on this fine Friday morning? If you're, on, if you're in the car, maybe pull over before you text us. We don't want any distracted driver's tickets, anything like that. But uh, curiosity from me, how do you consume the old fantasy frenzy? Brandon, good morning. How are you doing today? You got an hour left and then it's your weekend. It is the weekend on the horizon, Connor. I'm loving life. It's been a, a great week. The Oilers are on the rise we got football ahead of us. Great cup on Sunday. Some PBR in town tonight. It, uh, it's an action-packed weekend of sports for Edmonton fans, pretty much regardless of uh, who your actual favorite teams are. So I, I'm loving it. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to a little rest and relaxation over the next couple days too. Me as well. Uh, 2 o'clock game tomorrow for the Edmonton Oilers out in Tampa. Looks like Connor Brown is going to make his return to the lineup. He led the stretch, so that is an encouraging sign for some. Others may not like it because... I do believe, Brandon, that that's game 10, which a lot of people thought you got to get rid of him before game 10. You got to worry about those bonuses. Well, to that I say, I don't think the Oilers are worried about the first 10. I think they're worried about the last 10 and more than that. They're hoping Connor Brown finds his stride, and uh, I think he will, but that's just the optimism in me. Uh, Today on the show, we will be joined by Andy McNamara. Of course, we were going to have him on yesterday, uh, but things happened we went a little late he had places to be we didn't want to have him on for five minutes we wanted to keep him a little bit longer than that so we'll do that today instead so if you want any fantasy football questions uh, let those rain in to one 401 um of course big uh, thank you to our sponsor will hawk i know trent is a big dallas cowboys fan and they have the carolina panthers this week so uh trent i think you might have a an easy one i know any given sunday but i, I think that cowboys pass rush is gonna make life a little bit tough on bryce young adam thielen chuba hubbard miles sanders whoever else tommy tremble the tight end of the offensive line uh should be an interesting one for sure uh brandon last night you were out at the canadian brew house for thursday night football uh, tough game if you're a Bengals fan, uh, if you're a better who perhaps put money on Joe Burrow overs, if you're someone who had Joe Burrow in fantasy football like myself, we saw that the Bengals social media team posted a picture of him with what looked like to be a soft cast, a wrap of some sort. He wasn't on the injury injury report all week long. And then, I mean, it was pretty obvious once that game got going that something wasn't right. 
if you want to join my lawsuit against the Cincinnati Bengals for not letting us know that because he messed us up in fantasy football, let me know. We'll uh, we'll get that thing going. But Brandon, uh, overall, Baltimore Ravens kind of controlling that game start to finish up uh, 21-10 at half. When Joe Burrow was done, it kind of it was kind of a, a anticlimactic game. Felt bad for Al Michaels because he was hyped up for a good game finally. And we just didn't really get it. Yeah, it was disappointing. And uh, Jake Browning, I believe, was a come in <laughs> That's a it. standout at a former Washington Husky who are off to a great season this year with uh, Michael Penix now under center. But yeah, it it is what it is. It, guys go down to injury, and I talked about it a bit with Kevin this morning, saying like it just is a it is a chronic symptom of Thursday night football. No matter how good the matchup looks on paper, something will happen, something will occur that makes the game kind of be a stinker. And this it was far from exciting. Uh, the Bengals, like you said, controlled the pace of play pretty well, start to finish. As soon as they thought they were getting themselves back in on that uh, touchdown, little uh, pass over to Joe Mixon, yep. who I would have much preferred to have a worse night in fantasy as I'm up against him this week. <laughs> um, as soon as that happens, you see Burrow uh, wince, grab his arm, then you see him over on the sideline trying to throw a ball. And I'll, I'll be honest, it they're saying it's a wrist injury. Um, originally, I mean, that makes sense. It makes total sense based on how he was reacting. But you have to think it's pretty serious based on how he reacted um, after basically shaking his head at the trainer and the coaching staff saying, yeah, there's no chance I can play and then uh, made his way to the dressing room, um, expressing some verbal and visible frustration. So disappointing to see for the Bengals. I actually had a question on the Kevin Carey show yesterday saying that they could still win the division. Probably not now. Browns, they're probably not going to be in the mix without Deshaun Watson, although Joe Flacco, question mark. <laughs> yeah. So it uh, it seems like it's the Ravens pretty handily to lose now. Uh, but they're, And it's well-deserved. They're a really good team. Lamar Jackson balled out as he always does. Gus Edwards, couple tutties, goal line Gus, Keaton Mitchell, Zay Flowers, OBJ with his best game as a Raven by a pretty wide stretch. Best game, period, in, in quite a long time. So things are all go, or everything's going the Ravens' way, and um, good for them. Uh, they're looking like a powerhouse team in the AFC. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was obviously a little concern there with Lamar Jackson. Uh, Logan Wilson, Bengals linebacker. He was on a mission last night to injure Ravens. He took out Mark Andrews with that. I think well, I, see, people have a name for it. The way that when you come behind, you kind of just drop them down. Oh, yeah, and then you kind of rat- roll up on their legs. As yeah, falling. Mark yeah. Andrews, he's done for the year. Odell Beckham Jr., that wasn't a dirty hit, but that was Logan Wilson coming from a long distance and putting some anger into Odell Beckham, looked like his shoulder. And then <clears throat> Lamar on the sideline, excuse me, and I mean, those were potentially... <laughs> I mean, those are three big names to be taken out of the Baltimore Ravens offense. Logan Wilson uh, was on an absolute mission. He's actually had a really good year this year. Uh, three interceptions as well. Kind of flies around the field. But yeah, I mean, geez, if you if you had Mark Andrews, we talk about it all year long. Like the tight end position in fantasy football is extremely thin. And with him going down, I mean, that kind of leaves Travis Kelsey as the alpha. He already was the alpha, but it almost separates it even more. It's a little bit uh, crazy, uh, but if you had uh, Gus Edwards, I mean, this guy is just an absolute touchdown machine. I got a text from Brandon on my way home last night, and I just knew Gus Edwards had to score a touchdown. That's what it had to be. Goal line Gus, as he's starting to get the reputation of. Uh, Keaton Mitchell was a name that was thrown our way, and we had said be cautious with him. He had eight carries, 33 yards. 
that's uh, not exactly what you want to see. Also had one reception for eight yards. Joe Mixon, not bad. 31 yards through the air, one touchdown, then 69. Nice on the ground. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, I don't think anyone's starting him, but he hit the end zone for Pater. Uh, so overall, you know, I think Lamar Jackson was good. Other than that, though, Gus Edwards, not too big of a, you know, fantasy game. Obviously, if you had Joe Burrow, like I did, uh, unfortunate because he was out early and it looks like he's going to be missing sometime. Uh, I think they had kind of a little bit of an optimistic standpoint on the broadcast saying, well, you, now you have 10 days in between games. I don't know if those three extra days will help the way he looked on the sideline uh, when he tried to throw the football. And Brandon, you said it. They said wrist, but it looked like he couldn't even get his shoulder like fully extended. So it's not good for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, text coming in here to one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Roll with it says morning guys for a standard league. Who would you go with Aaron Jones, Pacheco or Mostert at RB two for flex running backs, not chosen or Jacoby Myers. I'd probably stay away from Jacoby Myers personally. Oh man. Chargers Chargers give up big plays to running back. So I think this week, Aaron Jones and Raheem Mostert would be my my selection. What do you think, Brandon? I, uh, I concur. We, we've said this a lot, that Isaiah Pacheco, unbelievably good football player, doesn't necessarily equivocate to uh, being a valuable fantasy guy because it's still going to be Mahomes' world uh, passing the ball. And especially based on the fact, like, Pacheco still does give up some uh, touches to the rest of the backfield and uh, passing downs too. So... I would um, I would concur with uh, the con man here. Aaron Jones and Raheem Mostert. Um, Devon Achan likely back in the mix for the Dolphins this weekend, but uh, he's, he's going to have to earn his reps because Mostert's been great in his absence. Um, and even going back to when they were both in the lineup, both of them got a lot of work. So I, I think those are probably the two safest bets. Uh, Montana to Rice is hip drop tackle. That's what sure. it is, hip drop. Yeah, that's, I think, Warren... Oh, what's his name? Warren Sharp. Sharp. Yeah, had kind of put that tweet out there, and a lot of people kind of go with the, yeah, the hip drop tackle kills the legs and knees. Absolutely. Uh, as soon as a tackle gets a name like that, it's it's got a reputation for a reason. Uh, Roy Williams. I don't know if you guys remember the safety, Roy Williams, but he had the the horse collar, and he, he utilized that and probably blew out way more knees than we needed to see. So you wonder if they'll make a change to it. I don't think so. It's... It's a bang bang play. How, ca- how can you make a yeah. change to something like that? It's like you you what? You're just not allowed to tackle somebody from behind. Like, You're not grabbing a piece of equipment and dragging them that's, down like that's the horse. That's not going to happen, right? So, yeah. Tough to see though. Certainly it is tough to see. Uh, Moonwatcher says I will not be joining the lawsuit as I had the Raven spread, and I'm going against Burrow. LOL. Yeah, I mean I'm thankful Burrow got that one touchdown in at least. Salvage something. You're not putting up a goose egg or like a single digit. At least you you get the the tutty. Uh, what well, I think he finished with 100 yards. Um, so whatever. I had it for nine fantasy points. I was going to say probably nine <laughs> or 10, depending. <laughs> I was looking at some of the prop bets. Uh, the over for Gus Edwards receiving yards was 0.5 yards. How do you not take that over? <laughs> he needs to make one catch. I'm, I'm pretty sure he got it, by the way, like eight yards or something. It wasn't a massive game, but uh, they, they did get it. Uh, Scalding Gord says two things. One, glad I didn't bet on the Bengals. Two, every injury to the Ravens and Bengals helps my Steelers. Now we'll go all the way to barely missing the playoffs. The Steelers are wild. You've got one heck of a coach in Mike Tomlin, and then you've got TJ Watt, who's an absolute game wrecker. 
and they just find ways to win football games. Kenny Pickett's not, he's not that great so far. He hasn't put it up consistently. George Pickens, my gosh, he, I, he just seems like he's a lot to handle right now. And I, Najee Harris is okay. I'm a huge fan of Jalen Warren. I've been beating that drum for a while here. You got to get him the rock more. But the Steelers, you know what? They they just they win football games. And it, yeah, it's not pretty usually, but the win they win them all the same. And yeah, hey, what a what a drastic change in narrative for the AFC North here in a matter of a week. Because we went from saying like it's possible that all four teams in the AFC North might make the playoffs. The Steelers probably being the uh, the fourth on that list because of the uh, you know the way they don't win games pretty and the talent on all these other squads. But the Browns things look bleak for them now without uh, Deshaun Watson. If yeah. the Bengals like their record alone, let alone if Joe Burrow's going to miss time, uh, has them uh, their chances drastically decreased. And the Steelers like they're only a couple losses away from also being out of the mix. So. We went from talking all four of them might make it to only the Ravens, but the Ravens might have the one seed. So it's uh, it's been a tough week for the AFC North, to say the least. Yeah, and I mean, even you go look at the Ravens, just want to hop back to week 10, and they, they looked very good last night, albeit there were some injuries to the, the Bengals, so Bengals fans will probably say, you know, what the heck. Uh, but they lost to the Browns. So, you know, they are beatable, but then, like we just talked about, now the Browns don't have Deshaun Watson. That division is going to be fascinating as we go on here. Uh, Connor, not me, says, had Bengals money line last night, and as soon as I saw Burrow shake his head on the sideline, I cashed out and put my life savings on the Ravens money line. Best decision of my life. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope the, the the line was still good for you and you could have benefited from it, but certainly not good when Joe Burrow goes down. He also says, I traded a first in two years for Rashad White in a dynasty league. I'm in first league. What do you guys think? So that's two years down the road, a first-rounder for Rashad White. I don't have Rashad White in any of my leagues. He's a non-factor to me. The, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Rashad White fan. I have been uh, going back to uh, last year as well. Um, drafted him in, in my dynasty league as a rookie. But here's the thing. You're in first place, a little bit extra depth, a little bit of insurance against injury. You're paying a price that... Like if I were you, I would have rather trade. I mean, who knows? Maybe you've already traded away this coming first round pick or something. Because I would be more inclined to trade a draft pick in the immediate future because you know you're good this year. You're not going to be picking near the top regardless. As opposed to two years, who knows? Your team might uh, absolutely go off the rails, and that might end up being the first overall pick in a dynasty league. Like you could be missing out on a um, a Bijan Robinson type player at the top of your dynasty draft in a few seasons. So going that far down the the timeline scale, I'm not a huge fan of, but I am a fan of Rashad White, so I'll still endorse the trade. I mean, what do they say? Banner saying forever, right? That 100%, yeah. Flag, <laughs> flags fly forever. Hopefully, you, most people just want to get one win in their fantasy league because the money, it's whatever. It's, it's the pride, and then the money, you can just basically say, hey, yeah, keep it, have this cover my entry fee for the next X amount of years, right? So it, um, the, the financial side of it, usually less of a factor as opposed to just bragging rights uh, amongst your buddies. Yeah, I mean, I went back to back in one of my leagues. It was fantastic. Uh, I got a little cocky, lost, and now this year I'm just terrible after drafting a A plus team on Yahoo Sports. And but in one of the leagues last year, I I was in the final for like the second time in three years, and I didn't win. It was the Joe Burrow game, uh, sorry, the Demar Hamlin game that was canceled, and I lost because Joe Burrow needed another ten points. But I I can't hold that against people. I can't be like, yeah, no, I, I sucked this year, but I won last year. So that. If you win this year, it's worth it. You got the best player right now. Good move. 
in a couple of years, you might live to regret it. That was not a threat. It kind of sounded like it. Uh, there's a couple of texts coming in here. Uh, this one has no name. It's about Ty Chandler. We'll get to that later on in the show. Please send your name in. Uh, we've got another one from Scalding Gord, but we want to take a break here because we want to be on time for our next guest, Andy McNamara, the sick podcast, uh, big Browns fan. We've got to get his thoughts on Deshaun Watson. and What's this team going to do? Can Joe Flacco be the answer? Uh, you're listening to Fantasy Frenzy, Hallie and Douglas, brought to you by Willock Beef Jerky on Sports 1440. We are back here on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440, brought to you by Willhawk Beef Jerky. Check them out online at willhawkbeefjerky.com. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, getting you through this Friday mid-morning. We've got Low Tide coming up at noon, and then the Jason Greger Show at 2 o'clock. We'll let you know what's coming up on those shows in about uh, 20 minutes or so. But right now, we are going to get to our Fantasy Wizard, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. You can join the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Vegas a happen in town right now. They got F1 tomorrow night. I think it was a bit of a bumpy start for the old Formula One last night. Maybe they'll straighten that out. Uh, but the Super Bowl, that'll be smooth. That'll be a good one. Brando, you were down at St. Albert South last night. Good times by all, I assume? As always, a great time. There was a whole crew of uh, guys there watching the game. They were our half to One of them was our halftime winner of our draw. Give away that golden ticket to bottom around to Dangles. Nice. And then uh, at towards the end of the game, our next two winners from this group a bachelor party on a thursday night at the cbh in st albert so i uh gave them their tickets uh wished them a great evening and then departed before i got myself into any <laughs> trouble uh mixing up with their shenanigans Ooh, thursday nights in st albert i know you can get into a lot of trouble hopefully they made their way into the city uh we bring in andy back to of the sick podcast he focuses on the cleveland browns so andy my condolences uh the quarterback of the cleveland browns yeah. Deshaun watson uh, done for the remainder of the season. You know it's desperation times when Joe Flacco is getting the call. Uh, oh. how, how how are things going for you personally? Oh, man. Guys, I'll tell you, if we were to do this <laughs> show the day of the announcement, I don't know if I could have done it. <laughs> I don't know if I was in an emotional place to be able to go, to go on. Oh, man. Just, just when you think things are getting turned around as a Browns fan, just when you think things are going to start going smoothly, you get kicked right south of the border. And that, that's kind of where, where we're at. And uh, that's, you know, you see Joe Burrow go down Thursday night game, Lamar Jackson kind of limping around, you lose Mark Andrews. It's like, man, why right now? So I'm pretty down, but um, being the eternal optimist that you have to be as a crazy sports fan, and especially of this Browns team, Maybe fifth-round pick Dorian Thompson-Robinson can avoid uh, the T.J. Watt of the Steelers, who I'm sure will be wearing a bib, getting ready to feast on him on Sunday. Oh, we have a, a Steelers fan, Gore, that texts in. He's smiling, seeing all these injuries pop up around the AFC North. Uh, so I want to ask you this, because we've had a lot of people, uh, a lot of common questions. Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt, Amari Cooper. Yeah. Uh, what's the impact with this injury? Do we expect more of a run game uh, with Hunt and Ford? I mean, is Amari Cooper... Is he rendered unplayable? How does it look for the Browns' uh, skill positions right now? Uh, the running game, great shape when it comes to fantasy football. Even with the banged-up offensive line, Browns started two different tackles last week, right and left tackle. And the running game was still really good. And I expect this game against Pittsburgh to be um, 
a safer game plan from Kevin Stefanski where you almost try to emulate kind of what the Steelers do. Run the ball, don't turn the ball over, have your defense play hard, and hope you have the ball last and kick a field goal and then win it. Like, I think this is going to be like a 13-10 game. And for Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt, now Kareem Hunt is super touchdown dependent, but the guy's got six touchdowns in five games. Like, he's he's absolutely red hot when it comes to the goal line. Jerome Ford's getting a bunch of carries, and he went over 100 yards last week. So I think both are certainly playable in fantasy football. When it comes to Amari Cooper, he should, and I say should in quotations, should still be the main target for Dorian Thompson-Robinson. The problem is we have not seen this rookie when he's had a proper week of game planning. So we don't know. It's a risky play to start Amari Cooper this week. You might not have a better choice, but it is risky. I expect him to get looks, to get the target share, because he is the top dog, but it certainly is an unknown. Now, in that game last night, uh, obviously the big injury was Joe Burrow, but Mark Andrews goes down, Ravens tight end, a guy who a lot of people had starting. And, I mean, we've talked about it for this entire season. Uh, the, the tight end position has been tough. It, it's, you know, Mark Andrews is a quality start. You've got, obviously, Travis Kelsey, and then kind of guys week by week, ups and downs. Now, if, if you had Mark Andrews, and right now you're looking for a tight end on the waiver wire, anyone for you that comes to mind? Boy, it gets real thin, right? And when I when I give recommendations here on tight end, like just realize, guys, like a good tight end week is like eight points. Like that's terrible, right? You're going to be up and down. I've really liked, um, and it doesn't help this week because you're on a buy. So maybe you start the game plan for next week. One of the better ones has actually been Jonu Smith of the Falcons. Overall, still very inconsistent because that's what you get at this tight end position. But he's been a better fantasy play than Kyle Pitts overall. So that might be someone to look to pick up. Um, had a down week before the bye, but New Orleans and the Jets. So Jonu Smith's not too bad. Cade Otten for Tampa Bay has been getting a few more targets, had a couple touchdowns, but again, his upside is probably like nine fantasy points. So where do you go, right? Like there's injuries to Everett and Parham Jr. out of L.A., touchdown dependent guys. Hunter Henry doesn't excite anybody. David Njoku, um, he's available still in a couple of my leagues, but rostered in general in about 80% of most um, Yahoo leagues. So he's probably not out there, but if he is, take a look. That's that's going to be your best bet if David and Joku's still sitting there. We're talking fantasy football with Andy McNamara of the Sick Podcast here on Fantasy Frenzy. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty is the text line. If you've got any questions for Andy, you can also give him a follow on Twitter or X at AndyMC81. Uh, we had a question come in here, no name, but hey guys, standard league. Who should I start, Ty Chandler or James Cook at RB two? Ooh, now I like me some Chandler. I picked him up in one of my leagues as well. Um, again, this is a bit of an unknown, right? What is the usage like? It should be good because of the concussion to Alexander Madison. But overall, this Buffalo Bills team, it's weird. We're concerned, I know. Um, but James Cook overall has been pretty well fantasy-wise. I would say probably go – James Cook is the safer bet. So if you're looking for safe, go James Cook. You're a little can be a little risque, then maybe chance it with Chandler. But James Cook overall this year has been a, a much more solid fantasy play than I think uh, many of us thought. Andy McNamara from The Sick Podcast, our guest here on Fantasy Frenzy Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. Uh, I don't want to keep digging into the wounds for you, Andy, but I do just have oh. one uh, Browns question left, and it is it is digging into my own wounds as well. I put a preseason future on the Browns to win the AFC North at plus 375. Ooh. Thought there was some good value in it. 
can you tell me and just cut me loose here that that is completely dead now? Well, I, I made a similar bet as well. Uh, <laughs> I would say with the Ravens win last night, that's probably done. Right? <laughs> right. um, uh, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Figured, figured that, as look, much, but looking for some confirmation, so I appreciate like, that. They're still hanging around. Like if, if, let's look at it this way. If the Browns beat Pittsburgh, they're 7-3. and three. The Ravens are 8-3. and three. Haven't had the bye yet. Right, so there's still a, certainly a chance, but they have to be Pittsburgh. Then you're you're right there and, and looking good tiebreaker wise when it comes to division. If it comes down to a tiebreaker, so there is still hope, but it really comes down to you have to beat the Steelers any way necessary. And then really we have to reevaluate and see, okay, well, what does Dorian Thompson Robinson look like? Does it make sense to put good Lord Joe Flacco in? Oh, oh man, can't believe I'm saying that. Um, <laughs> so it's not dead, but it's uh, much more unlikely than it was a week ago. Yes, certainly. Um, moving over to the rest of the NFL here, we'll uh, we'll steer away from the Browns, at least for the time <laughs> being. Uh, Raheem Mostert uh, facing some competition, most likely in the Dolphins' backfield again for the first time in uh, a number of weeks with Devon Achan returning. Uh, do you still see a lot of upside for Mostert, and uh, do you expect Achan to kind of pick up right where he left off as one of the most productive fantasy backs in the uh, NFL this season? Yeah, Adrian looked really good didn't he, when he was in there this year. And, uh, boy, some massive games, of course, right? And then he got hurt. Like, he was absolutely on a tear run for three weeks, weeks three to five, with over 100 yards, had that 200-yard game, five touchdowns in three weeks. Then he was out. So I would say if you're a Raheem Mostert owner, you could probably feel good starting him this week because uh, I would think you'd probably ease a Shane back in a little bit, right? I don't think you give him the full, full workload. But after that, if he stays healthy and looks good coming up, uh, I, I would I would believe that uh, it would be his more so his backfield. There's still, there's still going to be some splits. Most are still going to get his, but he probably drops fantasy wise to more of a flex after this week if all goes well for Chain. The Washington Commanders and Sam Howell have uh, surprised a lot of people this season. Wild. they got a pretty great opponent uh, matchup-wise in the New York Giants. And uh, this is something that's been weighing on us. We've got a lot of texts about Sam Howell over the last couple weeks. I've been uh, standing up for him as he's been my QB2 in my uh, Superflex League. But I wondered if I'm looking at it with a little too rose-colored glasses since he is just a QB2. So is Sam Howell a legitimate fantasy QB1 uh, in most standard leagues? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely he is. Now, real life-wise, long-term-wise, Sam Howell, I don't have confidence long-term he's going to be a stud starting quarterback, but we don't care about that in fantasy <laughs> football. We care about right now. And right now, you you ride with Sam Howell. And one of the big reasons is Washington just keeps throwing the ball. Like, doesn't he have the most, like, uh, passing attempts in the NFL or close to it? Like, it's, it, it, it's ridiculous. So opportunity equals success in fantasy football. Sam Howell throws the ball a lot. People are catching that ball. He's putting up big numbers, fantasy point-wise, yardage-wise, three touchdowns, no picks last week, and you got the New York Giants coming to you? <laughs> yes, please. Put that on a plate, and let's put some gravy on it, boys. Like, this is Sam Howell's day. Let's, I, I want all the Sam Howell shares I can get. Andy McNamara from the Sick Podcast, our guest here on Fantasy Frenzy Sports 1440. Last one for me, Andy. The big game of the week, Monday Night Football, Eagles-Chiefs. Oh. Uh, rematch of last year's Super Bowl. We know Patrick Mahomes uh, is often not slowed down by good defenses, but he is still without a legitimate number one wide receiver to go up against this Eagles D. Is, uh, is there any hesitation about putting Mahomes in at your uh, number one QB spot if you've maybe got some better or other decent options on the bench? 
Boy, I still wouldn't mess around with that, you know. And I know, I know what you mean. He's not; it's not the same fantasy production as a year ago or years past. The offense isn't quite as dynamic. But man, how could yeah? I, I could not, with good conscience, say to bench Patrick Mahomes. Um, although, like, like then you look at like if you have Sam Howell, would it be insane to say Sam Howell over Patrick Mahomes this week? Not as crazy as it would have at the start of the year. So, like that might be something where you take a look like if we're talking dfs um the value you'd get playing a sam howell over patrick mahomes i think would be incredible but season long do you want to be the guy who puts patrick mahomes on the bench i i don't know but certainly a guy like sam howell would be would be right up there jalen hurts of course too um i just can't wait for this game like guys when was the last time and maybe it's more recent than i can think but i can't think of it where you had the two teams who played in the Super Bowl the prior year, this late in the season, both be pretty pretty unanimously the two best teams in the NFL again. I, 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 don't, I can't remember a time that's happened. Andy, just one more for me here before we wrap up, uh, and I'll ask this question. I, I know Brandon, he's a huge Houston Texans fan. He didn't want to seem like a homer or anything, but yeah. C.J. Stroud has been absolutely ridiculous oh. this season. Uh, I mean, he's what he's doing coming out of Ohio State, shedding that label for the Buckeyes quarterbacks has been fantastic. His targets uh, last week, Noah Brown, six receptions, 153 and a touchdown. Dalton Schultz, 10 receptions, 130 and a touchdown. Tank Dell, six receptions, 114 yards, two touchdowns. And then Nico Collins, ho-hum, three receptions, 54 yards, one touchdown. When you look at this Houston Texans receiving core, uh, who do you think week to week is the best option there? I was leaning Noah Brown, but he's going to be out this week. So he is not going to play. So just mark that down in your fantasy football uh, lineups. Um, I think Tank Dell, uh, the two rookies kind of matching up, have been really good. Nico Collins, like you mentioned. I would say Tank Dell would be my guy right now. And C.J. Stroud, um, is there a, a, a more of a shoe in for rookie of the year? Like, this is unreal. This is unreal. Like, even think like Peyton Manning threw a pile of interceptions as a rookie. Like, rookie quarterbacks throw picks. C.J. Stroud's only thrown two. He's ran in a couple as well. Absolutely remarkable. And this is another... It should be a smash play against Arizona. I don't care if Kyler Murray's back or not. This should be another big win for the Texans. But I, I, the C.J. Stroud Tank Dell stack with Nico Collins underneath with Noah Brown being out um, is something I really like. Damian Pierce is practicing, so just keep that on your radar as well, uh, depending if he plays uh, what you're going to do with him or Devin Singletary. Andy, that was fantastic. Thanks so much for doing this today. Oh, I love it, guys. Anytime. Talk to you soon. There you go. That is Andy McNamara. Of the sick podcast, Andy MC81 on Twitter or X. Uh, Brandon, I, th- I think I saw a little gleam in your eye there, just a little sparkle as we talk about the Houston Texans. Well, after I had uh, Andy all but shut down my uh, my <laughs> Browns future, I got a little uh, retribution there because I also had a preseason ticket on CJ Stroud for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Right now, I could cash that bet out for about you know, give or take 95% or 90% of its total win value. So I actually might go ahead and do that. No. Uh, save myself the risk of uh, dramatic injury or something. And I'm not <laughs> I'm not costing myself much uh, in terms of dollars and cents uh, compared to what the total win would be at season's end. So I'm teetering on that right now. Might just cash it out and use that to fund all my bets this weekend. Um, but but Don't yeah, it's, do it. it's, it's it's great to see. I'm loving the success CJ Stroud has had, and I just hope they can uh, keep it up. I'm not I'm not gonna be heartbroken if the Texans don't make the playoffs. But as long as uh, Stroud, Dell, Will Anderson, and, and uh, the rest of that collection on the offensive side of the ball continue to play well, I will be content as a Texans fan. 
See, I wish I did that in the Herbert year, but he was not expected to start. So I was like, okay, I'd love to, but I'm not going to. Tyrod's going to guide us to the Super Bowl. Did not happen. But no, Bryce Young, no chance. Anthony Richardson injured. Bijan, well, Arthur Smith's not going to let that happen. Not on his watch. Jameer Gibbs, too little too late, in my opinion. Jackson Smith, Jigba, nope. Quinton Johnston, one touchdown, no. Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison, both good players. Nowhere near what CJ Stroud has done, and that takes us out of the first round. I'm not too sure. Just want to scroll through. I don't know if there's any players that were selected late that might have a a push. I mean, Rasheed Rice was a second-round pick, but he's had a good year, but nothing close to what these other guys have done. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I just had my headphones off for a second, but uh, outside of uh, Jordan Addison, uh, I think he'd probably be the only real competition at this point. Uh, maybe Devon Achan as well, of course, but um, I'd say like, but then you consider the injury time is for Achan. Uh, Addison going to be probably back in at second fiddle behind Jefferson here in the near future. So it's 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 just the way the cards fell. It kind of lined up that Stroud is pretty unanimous, at least at uh, here we are just over halfway through the season. Yeah, I mean, I, you mentioned Addison, but like I, I still think Zay Flowers is another guy. Great season. Sorry, yes, 100%. But just as a receiver, you know, you're not going to get the same amount of love as you do as a, a quarterback. Like, it's it's been unbelievable what CJ Stroud has done in his first season. And, you know, you don't usually inherit a roster that bad and f- turn it around. So top to bottom, the Houston Texans, Texans deserve a lot of credit, management, coaching, players. They've been fantastic. Uh, Denzel Perriman, I believe his suspension was lowered from three games to two games. Correct. I love that guy. He was a charger. <laughs> he he was fantastic. Loves to hit people. If he if he played in like the nineties, he would be a, an all pro. Like he he lowers the boom. He just he's got to stay healthy and avoid those suspensions. Uh, we've got text coming in here from Tomato Soup, Joseph, James from the Hood few others that we'll get to uh, when we come back here on the frenzy uh, Andy McNamara brought to you by the Canadian brew house sending you to the Super Bowl I get to go out to uh, the northeast part of the city on Monday for a great one Chiefs Eagles I'm jealous I'm jealous Connor but you're uh, welcome to come it's funny <laughs> it's funny because obviously the start of the season we all know the reputation Thursday Night Football has uh, has had over the past entirety of its existence uh, for the games usually being duds even if it's a good matchup but Monday Night Football hasn't exactly been some screaming uh, H-E double hockey stick this year either quite no. a few uh, dud games in the mix as well almost all the primetime games have been so um, this one I'm confident should live up to the billing and it should be a good one out at Manning CBH for you we say that and uh, what will happen what will happen? We will find out on Monday. You can join me out at Manning on Monday night. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, let you know what's coming up on the station throughout the day, and we'll get back into the inbox. one 401 if you've got any questions. It is Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky on Sports 1440. This is Sports 1440 and the all-new Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas. Presented by Wilhock Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Certainly is Alberta's best beef jerky. So good, Brandon. We got to make it stop by. It's Positive Friday. Go grab a. I'll go call it a. A sack? A 20 bagger? A sack of beef jerky. Yeah, so good. Delicious. Uh, it is a Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk. Whoa. 
Turn it up. Whoops. As we are uh, getting through the final segment here, we got about 10 minutes left in this show. Perfect amount of time to tell you that. Coming up on the Lowdown with Low Tide today, they've got the weekend preview as the Oilers take on the Tampa Bay Lightning down in Florida this weekend. They've also got NHL rumors, declinations at 1240. What will it be? I'm not sure, but we'll find out. Uh, Big Mouth Sports, you know who that is. That's Steve Lansky. He'll join the crew at one, and then at one twenty, it is Tyler Uremchuk. They mentioned me copping on today, but I guess they didn't want to, so that's okay. A little pigeon tossed. <laughs> We've all been there to the ego, but that's all right. I'll try to bounce back. Uh, speaking of the Tampa Bay Lightning, their goaltender Matt Tompkins. Heck of a journey he's had to uh, make it into the NHL. Why am I getting a call from a real estate company? Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning goaltender. He's going to join Jason Greger at 2.20. Then we've got Tim Ellis, voice of the cameras, Kodiaks. He's going to be calling game number 1,000 this weekend. 1,000 games at the AJ level. That's unbelievable. So we'll talk to Tim at 2.40. Lorianne Munzer will be by at 3 o'clock at 3.20. Dave Naylor from the CFL and TSN. Then at 4 o'clock, Mr. Wanye Gretz drops by from Oilers Nation. Big fan of Oodle Noodle at 420. Craig Button will have Spec at 5 o'clock and then Low Tide at 520. I should mention, Wanye will be hanging around for the entire two hours from 4 to 6 as our Friday co-host. Text line 1-833-401-1440. Tiger says, hey guys, truth. Is Low Tide even there yet? He is. He is. He told me he cleared out his fridge this morning and went for a lovely walk with his dog. So, yes, he he's had a very busy day. Bendelson? Bendelson. I think that's the first time I've said your name. I'll get it better next time, a little more smooth. Hey, Connor, only seven of us remain in the Sports 1440 Survivor Pool. The Jags are going to win this weekend, right? <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, I don't know. They're playing the Titans, who apparently really suck now. <laughs> uh, Will Levis and Ryan Tannehill are both, I think, expected to be healthy good i still i mean because we're at this point in the season i've been out since week one we're at week 11 dolphins would be my pick but they're out cowboys against the panthers that seems like an easy one you would think texans and cards could be a good one niners bucks niners bucks bills jets who knows i mean bills have to win that one like lions bears that seems like a lock yeah, you would think. There's a few that are good picks in this one. I don't. If I, uh, yeah, if if any of those ones we just listed are available to you alternatively, I might be more inclined to take them over the Jags. But who am I to say? I was out in week two, so I don't know what I'm talking about. I got too cute <laughs> with it right off the hop. Me too. Like literally right off the top, I did. Uh, Triple C in a truck says Jalen Carter. Yeah, well, that'd be on the defensive side of the ball. The NFL does offensive and defensive rookies of the year. So Jalen Carter's been fantastic. I think he's got the defensive one. Uh, maybe Tule Tule Pelotu. I butchered that, but the Chargers guy. <laughs> Tule Tule Pelotu. Either way, good player. But yeah, Jalen Carter's got this one. Hey, boys, what's your take on Damian Pierce in the dynasty? A decent buy low maybe for future things from Niner Man? 100%. I, I think the better C.J. Stroud gets, the more they improve that offensive line, the better Damian Pierce will be. I'm a very big fan of him. Love the way he runs the ball. No one here. Uh, take a look if, if you lads have a chance at the scenarios I texted earlier. Okay, Brett is the name. We're going back to the 15th maybe? 
was thinking about throwing Kelsey on the block. I know it sounds crazy, but I have Laporta in a keeper league. JJ out and starting number one receiver is Myers. Could see if I could get a high-end receiver for Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I don't necessarily dislike that. I don't either. Or if it's, uh, I mean, if you're actually looking at it, if you are that desperate for a better receiver, you probably could fetch a higher price for Sam Laporta if it's a keeper league, uh, depending on where he was drafted and things, because Kelsey, I assume, was probably a top two-round pick. Um, Tough to spend keepers uh, if you're even allowed to on guys like that or if they move up around or whatever the case. So you might be, if you're chasing out a championship, you might be better to keep Kelsey and trade Laporta for a receiver. But it depends on situation. Either uh, either way, um, if you want to trade either one of those tight ends, you're kind of locked and loaded for a receiver. I think that's probably a pretty wise idea because if uh, Jacoby Myers is your WR1, yikes. <laughs> that's not, not a good sight. But keep an eye if, out for Jefferson. He's got to be coming back soon. In theory, if Justin Jefferson is your number one wide receiver, your number two wide receiver is Jacoby Myers, that's just as big of a yikes. I don't know how many leagues you're going to be winning with that uh, lineup, but he says he uh, was JJ first, CMC in the second round, and Kelsey in the third. So if you have McCaffrey, you kind of went for the um, diversity uh, position draft strategy here. It's uh, I-, I can see how you're still sticking around, but um, yeah, trading one of those tight ends, I don't hate it. Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson both limited in practice yesterday. So watch out for that. The 21 day window for Justin Jefferson to return was open last week. So he, I, we would think would return soon. Uh, Scalding Gord just clarifying, Hey, I'm not happy. People are hurt. I just think it helps the Steelers. Yes. We knew that. We knew that Gord. You're, you're not a bad person. You don't hope for injuries. Tomato soup says, Hey guys, is Monday night swift family gathering, Kelsey family gathering debacle going to be a distraction for the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, Travis versus Jason, blah, blah, blah. I think I'm going to sit Mahomes and start Josh Dobbs, mm. tomato soup. <laughs> I don't know about that. No, I, I, I think compartmentalize. These are professional athletes, and, and people say about distractions and things, and Taylor Swift in this circus has followed this team a lot already this season. Like, this it, is nothing new at this point. Yes, it's a little extra juice because of the uh, the rematch of the Super Bowl and the brothers playing against each other. That's it's a pretty minor addition when you consider they already played in the Super Bowl against each other. So any amount of media attention is going to pale in comparison to that, even with Taylor Swift in tow, uh, which, like I said, we've already seen. So I, I'm high on Josh Dobbs. I'm high on the Vikings. But Sunday night game, the Broncos are, are kind of a team on the rise right now, hard to believe. Uh, but like um, Andy said, can you, if you were to sit Patrick Mahomes and he goes off for a 40-point fantasy game, how do you forgive yourself? You, you play him and he maybe only puts up 15 or say even 10. You kind of say, well, he's Patrick Mahomes. How do I sit him on the bench? It's easier to justify playing him with a bad output as opposed to sitting him on the bench for somebody like Josh Dobbs. Like, this isn't even another top-tier quarterback that we've seen. Like uh, Andy said, say maybe Sam Howell's matchup, even C.J. Stroud versus the Cardinals, who we had another text about those two guys. I, I just cannot see a way where you justify sitting Patrick Mahomes over or in favor of Josh Dobbs. James from the hood. Long text here talking a little hockey. He just says he lost Jack Hughes a couple weeks ago in his hockey pool. He was tearing it up. Do you guys know when he's supposed to be back? 
I have Jesper Pratt, but he's cooled off without Hughes. Hughes did return to practice today, hmm. so there's your update. I don't know anything more than that, but he is back to practice following the shoulder injury. So, uh, James, I hope that's uh, encouraging for you. Hopefully he will be back soon. Uh, Justin Jefferson first, Chris McCaffrey second, Kelsey third. That was Brett's group there. That was nice his little, draft. That's a nice yeah. little draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, hey, I mean, if you can get another receiver for Kelsey with Laporta stepping up, I think that's big. But like Brandon said, if it's long term, Laporta's got a bright future. Maybe, maybe you, you kind of throw them both out there. See what f- yields you the better return. Like, why not dangle a couple different carrots? And Triple C in a truck says Swift is an Eagles fan originally. Is she? Yeah. She's, I think they're from the Philadelphia area. Hmm. Or maybe not the area, but yes, that is that is the thing. Like her 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 dad is an Eagles fan, and now Travis Ooh. has converted him to being a Chiefs fan. She's which, from West Reading, Pennsylvania. Okay, there, there we go. Christmas tree farm, is where she grew up. I thought she'd be from Nashville. That was just a guess. Well, being that's a country where she, artist. Where she went? Well, that's where everybody migrates to. But not everybody can be from Nashville, Connor. It's not that big of a city. <laughs> that's that is true. West Reading. Um, uh, honestly, if if they're thinking about that sort of thing when they're on the field, they're not very good professionals. Like they they can block that out. They prep all week for it. I I don't think they're looking up in the box like oh. How's and the these drama? are some of the best individuals at there. Like if we're talking about the people directly affected, the Kelsey brothers, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, like any of the big name guys that might be a little extra under the spotlight because of this. They're the best in the world at what they do. Not just the best on their team, not just the best in an area, the best period. So, yeah, to to echo what Connor just said, if they're getting distracted by this, they're probably not in the position they're in. So I wouldn't count on it. Also, like, this isn't yet your beer league game when you meet a girl and you're like, oh, come watch me the first time. Zero chance <laughs> <And I'm> ever. <laughs> you're trying to look good in front of her. You're looking guys off. Yeah, it's not quite like that. Uh, That's going to do it for us here on the show, it sounds like. Got to say, this last segment uh, cracked open a Mountain Dew Baja Blast to kick off the weekend for Brando, and uh, it's hitting the spot. I'm a big Code Red guy, but every once in a while I like to dip into the Baja Blast. So we're going to enjoy this. We'll be back on the Jason Greger Show in a couple hours here. Up next, it is the Lowdown with Low Tide. Big thank you to everyone who joined us this week, texted in all that sort of thing, please give us a follow, a subscription on any podcast site, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get them from. Subscribe. We really do appreciate it. Uh, Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you on Monday, recapping a busy weekend in the sporting world. Low Tide's next, but first we're going to get to a update with Brandon Douglas, brought to you by Wheelhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, wheelhawkbeefjerky.com.